What's up? Hope you guys are having a great day today. My name is Matthew Spazzini and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazzini program where we talk about financial freedom and economics. If you guys are listening for the first time today, I'd like to challenge you guys to take the 10 episode challenge. Guys, what is the 10 episode challenge? You know, I don't talk about it very much on the show. I really need to be talking about it probably in every episode, but what the 10 episode challenge is, is me basically asking you guys to go back, challenging you to go back and listen to the last 10 episodes. Guys, the stuff that we talk about here, we don't talk about in a vacuum, right? So if you're just joining me for the day and this is your first time being here, you really, really need to go back at least 10 episodes and, and view all the other episodes there. And the reason I asked you to do that is because there's so much value there that I think you guys would get a massive, a massive amount of value if you go back and you listen to the last 10 episodes. If you want to truly get the the biggest amount of value out of this podcast that I'm doing here, then that's what I then that's what you need to do. You know, you're really doing yourself a disservice, in my most humble opinion, if you don't go back and listen to those episodes. There's so much knowledge. I mean, we talk about all kinds of things from on this podcast, guys. There, there's all kinds of stuff that we talk about, anywhere from like economics to entrepreneurship, trading, investing, personal finances. I, I mean, the list goes on and on. We even talked about some some politics with regards to, you know, monarchy versus democracy, you know, you know, usually topics that most people don't even touch. So we, we talked about so much stuff, guys. You'd be doing a huge disservice to yourself if you don't go back and, and, and listen to it. You'll get the full value out of this podcast if you go back and listen to 10 last episodes. So go ahead and do that. That being said, guys, I wanted to talk with you guys about controlling your finances. Now, we don't we haven't we don't talk a lot about personal finances on this show, but it really truly is a huge 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 passion of mine. Yes, I love economics, I love trading, I love like entrepreneurship, making money, podcasting. I love the whole the, all of that. But I love personal finances. It's simplistic. Anybody can do it. It's great. And look, I understand the concept that you you should increase your cash flow and everything. You know, the whole Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, you know, you know, don't try to don't focus so much on reducing your lifestyle, but focus more on increasing your cash flow so you can live the lifestyle that you want. I understand all that. But there's something in there that I really feel is is it's kind of a missed opportunity. He definitely talks about that kind of stuff, but he doesn't really get dive deep too much on that. And, you know, if you contrast that with like, say Dave Ramsey, another personal finance guru, you know, he tries to help you get out of debt. He tries to help you to really hunker down and ultimately start acting in a budget, keeping track of where your money's going and ultimately to try to reduce expenses. And there's two different type of mindsets that are there. There's the abundance mindset with Robert Kiyosaki, just make more money so you can live the life that you want. And then there's the scarcity mindset with regards to Dave Ramsey, you know, and I really feel like which kind of personal finance, you know, mindset is the best. 
And the truth is, is that in reality, it kind of depends on what you're going after. But for me personally, I like to merge the two together. Look, I totally agree with Robert Kiyosaki and that you need to increase your cash flow. We should all be trying to do this, becoming financially free, taking control of the source of our income. That's the whole process of increasing our cash flow. We need to learn about ways to make money and the ways that we make those money, that money we need to control, right? You know, you don't just want to go off and get a secondary job. I mean, every single job works you to the bone enough as it is. You really want another one? No. What you really want to do is you want to work for yourself. What you really want to do is go out there and find a way to increase your cash flow and control that source of cash flow that you just created. You want to create it so that you can increase it, right? And that's the general idea. But I also understand the Dave Ramsey side of the story. What if you don't have, you haven't created that extra income yet? You can't just go off and spend whatever you want, although that's not what Robert Kiyosaki recommends. You know, what you really want to do is you want to control the money that you currently have. And nine times out of 10, Dave Ramsey's right on this, is that he, you know, basically postulates and he makes the argument that you're probably spending far too much of your money on things that you don't really necessarily need to and aren't as valuable to you as you think they are. So you need to look deeper inside yourself, create a budget and track where your money's going so that you can control your expenses. And then he recommends going to a cash system. Now, let's talk about that for a second. I use, my wife and I use a cash system, right? There's only a few things that we've financed in our entire life and there's only a couple of debts that we still have. You know, mainly student loans, so going to college, cars and houses, that's it. We don't, we don't go into debt for any other thing. But, you know, aside from the big ticket items, you know, school, car, house, those are the only things that you should really, if you can avoid it, you should avoid it. You should never go into debt for non-productive purposes because these things, unless you're renting them out, you're making money off of them somehow, they're really called bad debt. You know, Robert Kiyosaki makes the distinction between good debt and bad debt. And in reality, the two, the difference between is a good debt is one where you're productive, you're making money. And you're making way more money than what the debt actually costs you to maintenance on a month-to-month basis. Whereas bad debt is debt for consumer items, items that you're not making any money off of. And, 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 and most of the time, it's actually depreciating. Now, guys, there's a lot of people out there that may that are probably going to say that, you know, getting a college degree, well, that could be po- a positive form of debt because the degree is actually going to earn you uh, some money. As, okay, you could probably make an argument for that, but it's not a very good return on your investment in a lot of cases, right? In a lot of cases, you know, the average uh, student goes into debt $60,000 and only really ends up making somewhere around 30 to 40. And it wouldn't be so bad if that number was, you could apply straight to the debt. You'd have the debt paid off within two years. But the fact remains is that most people go into debt far more than $60,000 and most people that thirty to forty thousand dollars, even if it's fifty, you're making far less. After you factor in for taxes, you know your benefits, your four hundred one k contributions, you're really not making that much money. So, guys, in reality, while a college degree seems like a a positive form of debt, you might be able to classify it as such. But to be completely honest with you, it's not the best way of going into debt, and it's also debt that can't be forgiven too. So, it's it's dangerous in that sense. That said, though, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's important to understand that you know that that's the two differences between the good and the 
bad forms of debt, right? The, the differences between the two is bad debt goes for consumer items that don't make you any money and good debt goes for productive purposes, investment purposes that end up bringing, increasing your cash flow that, that pays for the debt itself and then some. So that would be classified as your, your good and your bad debt. But look, I think merging the two ideas between Robert Kiyosaki and, and Dave Ramsey is the best way to go. And that said though, how I really feel about personal finances is this. If you're not bringing in a lot of money and you're not increasing your cash flow, all right, if you're, if you're trying to do that, but you're not doing it yet, you need to control the amount of money that you're making. What have I always said? I always said this, you know, was a mentor that used to tell me this and now I say it because I think it's right. If you want to get rich, there's, there's three things you need to do. Spend less than you make, save and invest the rest in industries that you understand, or not just industries, but in things that you understand, right? Those are the three things. That's all you need to become wealthy. You know, spend less than you make, save and invest the rest, okay? Now, how can we possibly spend less than we make if we don't even know where our money is going in the first place? Now, many of you, maybe some of you are in this boat where, yeah, you're definitely making more money than what you're spending because you have money left over to put in your savings or things of that nature. But where is your money going, right? Even then, you need to understand where your money is going. So this is why I'm a huge advocate for budgets. Now, the best way to do that is to create a budget. So that's what I do on a weekly basis, right? I have an Excel document on my phone. And yeah, I'm going to be honest, I'm not perfect. There are some times where I just fail, okay? We all, we all fail. We all fall. You know, what defines us is what we do after we fall. Do we, we pick ourselves back up and we continue. We continue fighting. We continue doing stuff that we really don't necessarily like. I mean, who really likes to track how much money they spend? It's like trying to lose weight. You want to lose weight and it's a very similar process, right? Consume less calories than you burn, right? Now, granted, there's no saving and investing the rest. I guess you could say saving or investing would be working out or stuff. I, I don't know, eating healthy nutritional items. But basically, you want to burn more calories than you consume, right? So one of the be- one of the ways in which you can do this is you can track your counter- calories. You can count your calories. Now, this is very difficult for a lot of different people. I think with the with all the fitness technology, fitness wearable technology like Fitbits and stuff like that, it has become easier than it's ever been. But I, it, it still sucks to have to track your calories, right? It still sucks to have to make sure to get the necessary, you know, uh, workout to get the necessary exercise. But it's healthy for you. It's good for you. A lot of people that struggle with their weight hate doing this, but it's the best thing that you can do for your life. It's stuff that I struggle with, but I still work towards it. Yeah, there are weeks that I mess up, but I still work towards it. I get up, I pull myself up. Well, the same thing is with personal finance. That said though, so one of the best ways that I track my expenses is I put it down on an Excel document in my cell phone. And that's what I do. Now you can use other types of services such as every dollar that's a Dave Ramsey app that he uses or Mint. Mint is another one that tracks your expenses. But I think it's incredibly important that if you know that you struggle spending money in certain areas, you need to manually track it down. It's kind of like trading, right? I'm an aspiring Forex trader for those of you who don't know. And if you've been listening to uh, (laughs) this show for any length of time, you know that. But 
what I do is I track my trades. I manually track my trades. I think it's incredibly important to do so. It helps with my psychology. It helps with building a belief in my system. It helps me with a whole host of things. Well, the same is true for tracking your expenses, right? Track your expenses is one of the number one things that you need to do in order to control your personal finances, which is something that we all need to strive to do. So, you know, the best way to know whether or not you're spending less than you make is to track your income. That said, the next thing is to create an overall budget that you try to keep to on a month to month basis for all expenses that also tracks your debt. And you can do all of that in an Excel sheet and you don't have to visit that all the time. You can visit it every couple months. You can visit it every month. You visit it as often as you like. This is something that my wife and I do. We've got an Excel sheet on, on our computer. We've got how much debt we have, how much money we're applying to the debt. If we want to apply extra amount of money, we also track all of the expenses that we have. And we ultimately look at each one of those items and we, we look at everything in totality to, to determine how much money we are making in excess of everything else. And that right there, that's how we are profitable. You want to treat yourself like a business. And maybe this is what this whole show should be titled as because that's an excellent title. Treat yourself and your finances like a business, right? Businesses have profits. Businesses have expenses. Businesses have overhead. They've got all this kind of stuff they have to take in consideration. They got, you know, they have their income sheets, their balance sheets, or income statements and balance sheets and all this kind of stuff. Well, we as people have all that too. We as people, if you treat yourself like a business, the purpose of a business is to make money, right? That's the whole mindset behind a business is to make money. So in order to control your finances well, in order to ensure that you are using your money adequately and and you're ultimately not going hog wild and spending everything, treat it like a business. The purpose of yourself is to make more than you spend, right? That's the whole point. Make more than you spend and then obviously save and invest the rest. So spend less than you make, make more than you spend. It's the same thing. This is how you do it. You track where your money's going. You do a budget and you have it all in the, you see the budget in the totality of circumstances. And then you go, you dive deep and you identify the different areas that you're really struggling with. If, if it's like, you know, spending money on, um, I don't know, shoes, clothing, beauty products, I don't know, video games, whatever it is, you know, identify and then start tracking it. Start tracking how much money you spend. You're, it can be painful. I'm not going to lie. Because once you start seeing how much money you're spending, you're like, oh gosh, I spent how much? You know, it, it's, it can be complicated. It can be painful to see that. But it's incredibly important for you guys to understand uh, how much money is, go is flowing out of your wallet every single month, right? And every single day, every single year, every single week, what, whatever. I don't know. I said that in totally different random order, but you guys get the idea. This is how you control your expenses. You treat yourself like a business. You change the mindset, right? You, instead of spending more than what you make, you need to spend less than you make. You need to become profitable. You become profitable in your personal life by treating yourself like a business and spending less than you make. And the only way to do that is to start tracking what you're doing. Start tracking your expenses. Start tracking where your money is going, where you're spending it, where, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's how you do it. Another great idea is to try to automate your savings 
And, you know, if you don't have much in the way of savings, you need to automate it. This is what me and my wife do. You know, we have an account set up that's not linked to any of the other accounts that we have. So it's harder to get access to. And every single month, we put a certain amount of money into it on a very consistent basis. Just automated, right? Now, you know, there's a whole slew of different advice of how much money you should be saving, 5% of your income, 10% of your income, whatever. But look, some savings is better than none. So if you can't do 5 or 10%, then ultimately what you should be doing is as, as much as you can afford. That doesn't make things too, too tight, but treat it like an expense. So automate it, put it somewhere where you can't see it, and then ultimately treat it like an expense and then just, you, you know, you know it, over time it builds and before you know it, you got all this money, but you, you don't want to go off and spend that. That is like more your emergency fund, things of that nature. So, but it's a good idea. Automate the, the spent, automate your savings and then put it in an account where it's out of sight, out of mind, so you're not tempted to spend it. That's one of the best ways to build a savings account. My wife and I have used that many times. We paid off debt. A lot. My very first car I owned, we paid off early. Okay, you know we paid off. We have a whole car now. Uh, we bought a car for in cash, and we don't owe anything when it comes to that car. And then the other car, we're about to pay that one off too. We're and our car payments have always been low because we've always put really big down payments on the next car that I buy. I just like the last one I bought. I intend to do it in cash if I can. I don't want to get into debt for a car again right? And hopefully, you know, I'll, you know, as I become more and more financially free, as my wealth grows more and more and more, I'll pay off my, my student loans, my mortgage and all that kind of stuff. But guys, you need to reduce the amount of debt that you have. You need to control your finances. Treat yourself like a business, okay? I've said that multiple times in this episode. That's what you need to do. And there are a whole host of ways in which you can do it, like I've basically laid out for you guys in this podcast episode. So that being said, guys, I think that's going to be it for the episode. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, I very much did. I do apologize guys kind of jumped around a little bit in this episode. But guys, look, the, the idea is you you need if you want to become financially free, taking control of the source of your income is not simply just controlling where your money's coming from, but it's also controlling your finances and treating yourself like a business, right? And that's the whole idea, right? You need in in order to be truly free, you have to become debt free. You have to be in control of where your money is coming from and you have to control that money. Otherwise, there are lots of rich people out there who make a ton of money and yet they don't control their finances and yet they are not in control of their income. They spend way more than they ever should and their expenses are right up there with how much they're earning. If they were to lose that income, boom, they're dead. You know, they're gone, right? So guys, it's incredibly important that you control your finances, all right? It's... it. I, you know, I don't know what else I can say to to convince you guys to watch your spending. Personal finances is is almost just as complicated as losing weight. It's hard. It's not easy, but it's so rewarding because it contributes to your freedom. You know, I don't know if I've I, you guys have heard me say this before, but you your wealth, I mean, your freedom is in is tied to your wealth, right? And if your wealth is being spent on other things. Are you truly free? No, because you're giving the money right back to, you know, the business owners, the rich and the wealthy, right? You know, I don't want to make this about, you know, the rich and the poor, but you guys need to learn to pay yourself. Pay off those debts. Give yourself a, a, a raise, $300 a month, however much money it is. 
control your finances. That's one of the best ways to start this process, this journey of becoming financially free. It's more than just entrepreneurship. It's more than just increasing cash flow. It's also controlling the finances that you are given right here, right now, on this very day. And I think that's an incredibly important message to go with. You guys, you can't be financially free if you don't control the source of your income, but you don't control your finances. It just isn't going to happen. You can't achieve, what's the point in achieving mobile income if you don't control your finances? You won't be able to save enough money. You won't be able to move. You won't be able to do a lot of things. You know, the average American um, has less than $1,000 in the bank. They can't basically pay for an $1,000 emergency. That is a terrible, terrible statistic. I wish it wasn't true. Guys, $1,000 is easy, should be easy. You need to build up your savings. You need to control your finances. You need to become profitable like a business because you are treating and you need to treat yourself like a business. And that's the best, that's one of the the best ways to get started on financial freedom. That's how you get those guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to leave me a rating review on iTunes. Hit the like button. And if you are following me on Facebook, Twitter, you know, YouTube, if wherever you're at, hit that like button. Hit the follow button or the subscribe, whatever the button's called. And then on top of that, guys, hey, if you want to gain access to me and you want more of what I'm doing, if you're getting a lot of value out of this, then hey, check me out on Locals.com. I'll put the link in the description below for you guys. Go hit that follow me and and go become a member. Go follow. It's totally free. You guys don't have to pay anything. When you do, make sure to go ahead and and tell me who you are. Tell me what your aspirations are, stuff of that nature. You know, let's get this conversation started. Let's start growing this community of individuals who all want to become financially free and who all want to help each other do that. That said, let's go ahead and talk about our affiliate programs. Guys, we got to pay for the show. I got to pay for the show and I got to keep the lights on around here. So one of the best ways I do that is with affiliate programs. And, you know, let's go ahead and talk about my favorite one, guys, tier one trading. If you're interested in learning to become a consistently profitable Forex trader, you want to learn how to become financially free. You want to con- you create a source of income for yourself that you control, but you don't want to go off and, you know, create a website, buy or sell stuff. There's a way to do it. Become a Forex trader. You know, become a trader. You can trade in any different market, whether it's Forex, options, stocks, futures, what have you. But, you know, the stuff that the guys at Tier 1 Trading teach you is applicable to all of that, all right? Guys, trading is a truly amazing skill to acquire and it's something that I think that just about everybody really needs to look into, just like investing. Almost everybody tries to invest in the stock market and stuff like that. I feel like it should be the same thing with trading. Everybody needs to know how to trade because it's a skill that you can fall back on. If your business isn't doing well because, I don't know, demand dries up or what what have you for a time, you can always fall back on trading. Now, yeah, your trading isn't always going to make you consistent money all the time, but it can become a huge wealth generator. And guys, look, 2-1 Trading is the number one coaching platform out there, in my most humble opinion, with, with teachers like Jason Greystone, Akil Stokes, Charles Miles, these guys are absolutely amazing and they are going to teach you the art and the skill of trading, okay? They're not just going to teach you a strategy. Unfortunately, in the trading world, in the trading media, they all want to teach you a strategy and that's it. They, it's like, okay, here's a strategy, go, go, have fun, good luck, you know, right? But it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. 
You need to learn the skill, learn the process, and these guys are going to show you how to do that. They're going to show you, they're, they're going to teach you, you know, technical analysis, money management, how to read a price chart. You know, they're going to show you advanced pattern recognition. They're going to teach you about Fibonacci's. They're going to show you a whole host of stuff, and it's one of the best platforms out there. Literally, guys, these guys are amazing. I've learned so much from them. And you guys will too. So go check them out. And then also, if you're interested in learning how to become a Forex trader, you need a trading platform, right? Regardless of what you're trading, you need a trading platform, guys. Go check out TradingView. TradingView, I use it every single week in my YouTube videos. Absolutely amazing, amazing platform for charts. It's super easy to use. It's cheap. Guys, it's awesome. If you guys are interested in a great charting platform, I'll tell you a story. You know, a long time ago, when you wanted to trade, you had to have your broker page up on one on one browser, and then you had to have your trading chart on another, right? You had your price chart on one, and you had had your your, your broker portal, your broker web page on another, and sometime and you had to try to take trades by managing the two. With TradingView, you can they have brokers that you can sign up with, and ultimately will allow you to trade straight from the charts so you no longer have to do that. So it, look, they've done a lot to make trading simple, to make chart reading as easy as possible. And they offer so many features and it's easy to use, guys. It, and guys, look, it's absolutely amazing. It's not that expensive. If you're looking for a charting platform, you can literally trading view in my opinion is the best one. So it's the one that it certainly is my favorite. So go check them out and Last but not least, we all need to be focusing on our own human capital. Look, you know, maybe you want to take control of the source of your income and you're in this kind of situation where you just don't know what you want to do. Guys, I was in that boat for a long time. You're like, I really want to become, you know, I want to become financially free. I want to control my source of my income, but I don't know what I want to do. I have no idea. Well, guys, then you need experiences. You need to go out there and, and learn new skills. You need to learn skills that are valuable that other people will pay you for. And the guys, hey, Skillshare is a great place to do that. Guys, if you want to increase your human capital, which we all should be doing, go to Skillshare.com. It's really, really cheap. It's not expensive. It's like $100 for a whole year, and a lot of times they'll give you a month or two off for free. It's absolutely amazing. Guys, they have all kinds of courses from you know, trading Forex, options, stocks. They've got courses on website design. They've got courses on email copywriting, how to do great YouTube videos, filmography, photography, you know, YouTube ads. I mean, I, the list goes on and on. They got thousands upon thousands of courses there. Guys, look, you know, I, I would challenge you to get on Skillshare and not find a course that you're interested in. There's all kinds of stuff there. I use them all the time. So if you're interested, if you need to learn a new skill, if you need to kind of, you know, build your human capital, Skillshare is the best way to go to. Got, all right. That said, hope you guys have a great day today, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And like I said, guys, if you if you love this content, you know, join me at locals.com and also leave me a rating review on iTunes. And uh, yeah, make sure to hit that like button and share it wherever you are. That said, if you guys do all that for me, I'll see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks, plan accordingly, and have.